Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast, bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all black everything. All right, everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. Sitting here today, you got Vince with you. Art in the building yeah, once yeah. again. We're back again uh, with another amazing, amazing show. But before we get into that, let's handle this business real quick. Check out DRS Studios. They do all the recording for us. Hit them up at drsatl.com. Uh, the show, like we've told you a couple of times, keeps on growing. The Instagram page is really, really popping right now. There's a lot of amazing content up there. We get a lot of messages every single day now, people suggesting topics, people suggesting guests, people asking questions. Just the interaction is crazy amazing. So if you are not a part of that Wild Black community on Instagram, please go find us, wild underscore black. Come talk to us. But we don't want to waste any time because we've got finite time. and we got an amazing episode today full of some information that I know you need to get your hands on simply because so many people are walking around with outdated, no longer relevant or applicable information about what it's like living while black with HIV. So that's what we're talking about today. And from a guest standpoint, we have someone who went severely viral about a year ago, year and a half ago? Year. Year ago, right, right about a year ago. You may know her name. You may not. You may see her face in digital media. You may see her on some of these billboards. She's turned into a real spokesperson for the community. And we are blessed to have Miss Winona Nunu Thomas with us today. Thank you guys. Welcome so much. to Wild Black. Wild Thank Black. You. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank How are you, you feeling today? Wonderful. Energetic. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of energy right now. And I That's would... <laughs> a good thing. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's what's up. So we're going we're gonna to jump into this thing. But Let's get it. We want to we talk about HIV today. And the real reason we pulled this podcast together is just because I hear so much information, so much misinformation in our community about what HIV is. And on top of that, I'm a believer of so much misinformation. So when people tell me certain things, I'm like, say word. I didn't even know that was for real. I had no idea it had changed that much. So while HIV, just like any other illness or disease that you can acquire, is devastating at times, it can be life-altering and life-changing, HIV is no longer a death sentence. And even though it's been that way for 10-plus years now, I think a lot of people, especially in this community, just do not have a clue 
So, Nunu is going to talk to us about the realities behind living with HIV because she's doing it in an amazing way. So, real quick, I want to hand it over to her. I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about her story, kind of reintroduce where you may have seen her video before, may have heard her voice before, and then we're going to get into this thing. Ma'am, talk to him. Talk to him a little bit. Okay, so as you said, you know, I'm known as Nona Nunu Thomas. I'm 26 with four kids. Um, I basically became viral or known when August of last year, I got to a point which certain things led up to it to make me get to a point where I said, fuck it. I said, right. fuck it. I'm tired of hiding what I got going on because there was a couple of people who ended up finding out Right. In the cracks that wasn't supposed to do to some hate and stuff, but and I was lying. I would tell them like, "Oh, I got cancer." Like, "Oh, no, nah, my baby." You know, my first child's father. He only said that because he's mad because I don't want to be with him or whatever. Right. And so I would tell people, "Yeah, I got cancer." But then after continuing a relationship, because I I contracted the virus for my kid's father, whom my one, two, and three year old is by, but I consider him all four of my kid's father because he's been in my oldest life since my oldest was two, and that's who my oldest know as his dad. Right. So I contracted the virus for my kid's father, whom I was with for five years, and mind you, again, our kids now biologically are one, two, and three. I found out when I was four and a half months pregnant with our last baby. Right. Um, how I found out I and why I even found out that late in the pregnancy is we was going to abort. I was going to abort that pregnancy because I just had my daughter prior. Like I was having kids back then. I was just before. did two years right. of being pregnant. So it was like I ain't wanna do nothing. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, that's, a, that's a lot of pregnancy at one time. <laughs> right. That's real. Back to back. My, yeah. my wife yeah. had a pregnancy yeah. dead in the mouth. <laughs> Like, because of my first two, I had one January 2015, had my daughter December 2015. You think I wanted to turn right around and Girl, have you, another You one? was efficient with that joint. <laughs> y'all, needed, y'all needed a TV, a radio, or a hobby or something in this one. <laughs> so, and we was split up. We broke up at the time. So, the agreement was I come up with half the abortion money. He come up with the other half. I right. had my half. He ain't come up with his half. And so then right. it got too late. So it was like, okay, now it's too late. We got to have this baby. Let's go to the doctor and get our first checkup. Right. That first checkup, I got told that I had gonorrhea and chlamydia. Right. Now, me being a certified nursing assistant since I was 17, so right. if you do the math now, that's nine going on 10 years. Right. I had some knowledge I, I, I about STIs. HIV, I had the basics. Right. So with that, when I got that first, them first two STDs information, I immediately asked, of course, for HIV test because that's another thing. A lot of people don't realize when you go to the doctor or you ask for all your blood work, check my blood, you know, check, test me for everything. People automatically assume that the HIV is an inquired in that, and it's not. That is mm. a test you have to ask for. So you have that, to be specific and say, exactly, "I want HIV I want in addition H- to everything." Right else now, you're see doing. if you're pregnant, of course they're automatically going to do it in your pregnancy. But again, if you're not pregnant, if you're a male or whatever, when you say test me for everything, you have to specifically ask for HIV. HIV. Right. And we're trying to get to where we change that because I feel that's something that it should be a part of that. When you say test me for everything, test me for everything. everything. Right. You understand? Don't leave nothing out. Right. So when they gave me that, I'm like, of course, yes, test me for HIV. I'm thinking that's going to that's gonna be okay. Right. Because even with these two STDs, out of five years, I ain't never had an STD scare from my kid's father. Not right. once ever. So 
when I got there, and at first we got into a real bad because he came to that doctor's appointment, and he could. He so he was there when the doctor told you that you I had have. gonorrhea and chlamydia. Right. And so he couldn't do nothing. Like he just looked and sat there and looked stupid because he know I I'm not messing with nobody. I don't do nothing but go to work and take care of home. And I don't. And he was pregnant. he was probably trying to be that mean, which you, you see Homer Simpson fade into them bushes. Right, right, right. So you know that's what on, he wanted. No, right, he like, got so bad because as soon as that doctor left, I let him have it, and he couldn't take it. He walked out and caught the bus and left me and the kids at the doctor's <laughs> office. Mm. Uh, you real. gave him the business for right there, real. Like, why, why not? Look what you just gave me. Like, and I'm hey, good, man, nigga. I'm, I'm good to you. I don't do that. I don't go to the clubs like that. And if I do, I'm going with your sister. I'm not doing nothing. I've been pregnant. I ain't doing nothing. Like, so, hell yeah, you finna get it. You're probably so, lucky you didn't catch one of them surgical devices and slice up on them a little bit. Hold on. Right, right. But our kids was at the office, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't really. <laughs> she had to temper that. Right. <laughs> oh, shit, the kids is here. All right, I, all right, I'm going to get you when you get home. <laughs> Nigga, you know what it so is So he later. hurried up and left. So, uh -huh. again, so, okay, I get a call a couple days later because what they when they tested me for the HIV, they also tested for the chromosomes of my baby. Right. And then when I saw, so when I got that call and it was like, Miss Thomas, we need you to come in to speak to you about your results. Again, being a certified nursing you know assistant as, as long as I've been, I just knew ain't nothing wrong with my baby. I just had, you know, three other, ain't nothing. This ain't, it was something with me. And I, I begged over the phone, like, please just tell me, like, just tell me. And she's like, I can't. You have to come in. So as soon as I hung up, I called my, my baby daddy's sister and I just started crying. And she's like, what's wrong? I said, they want me to come in. Like, and she like, well, don't think that it's the HIV. It may be the baby. I said, I'm telling you, it's not my baby. And so she like, well, we finna pray. We sat there and prayed before she came and picked me up to take me to the doctor. So long story short, doctor, when the doctor came in, she told me like, I'm not even finna beat around the bush with you. Your HIV came back positive. Wow. I said, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. No, you didn't. Test that again. No, we already rented four, five. Okay, no, no, this is a dream. And I literally sat there was like, no, nah, this is a dream. I'm dreaming. Like, this ain't real. I kept saying, this is not real. This is not real. It's not real. So, uh, mind you, too. Now, mind you, I had his sister with me, but I also had two of my kids with me, too, as well. My oldest, I believe, he was in school. So, I had my two babies at the time. Right. And they were, after, they were like one and two at the time, right? Yeah, them two were one and two. So, I'm like, it's not real. So, then when it came, okay, it, it is real. And she's telling me, yes. I'm finna kill him. That's soon, it just can't, I'm finna to kill him. And why did I say that? As soon as I said that, immediately about three, maybe four other staff members rushed in the room, grabbed my babies ASAP, grabbed mm. them, took them out the room. And as I'm hearing them screaming down the hallway, like, no, I need my kids. They're like, no, you, you got to reassure us that you ain't finna hurt yourself nor your kid's father. So you finna have to be under watch or whatever. Oh, damn. And I'm just like, what? Oh, really? Yeah, they took my baby. And so, and, and, and as a mother, again, now as a woman, y'all don't know, but being pregnant, that in itself is so a, a hormonal roller coaster. Right. So now I'm in this office with a whole bunch of white people, and no offense to white people, but around these white me people with nobody else and y'all just take the, the the main two people who can give me that type of love or comfort. Right, and hit you with this new news. That's crazy. And so now, oh, yeah. I can't even get my kids back or none of that until I reassure y'all that I'm not going to kill my kid's father or kill myself. Okay. Then it was like, so, well, do you want to call and tell him? Hell yeah. Call him. So they called him off of the, the hospital phone, the doctor's phone. So as soon as he get on there, I mean... Of course, he not knowing, but I'm just like, why? 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 I'm crying. Why? And he like, why what? Why? And what's crazy is when I got those STDs uh, results, 
I had already snapped on them and like, look, be happy that we got something that we could you can get rid of. What if we would have got something else? So I had already went hard on them about, you know, possibly we could have had caught something else that we couldn't have got rid of. So right. then now that I actually got a diagnosis that, yes, I do have HIV, why? Why would you do this to me? And when I told them, I'm like, I'm HIV positive. Why? How could you do this to me? Dead silence. He didn't say nothing. You ain't got shit to say? So then the nurse is like, you want me to let me talk to him? And they took the phone. And I'm just really, in, in my head, all I'm visioning and seeing is that little Wayne song. I still can't think of the name of it. But that video where that girl go in the office or in the doctor's office, she get that diagnosis. And what she do? Immediately run out the building, right. pass her mama everywhere. She just runs. And that's what I wanted to do. I just wanted to run. Like, no, this is not, you not telling me, not me, not me. I'm well known in my city. Everybody fucks with me. Everybody right. loves me. I'm a very lovable person. But no, not me, not wow. me. I'm, I'm too I'm too intellectual. Like, I graduated school at 16. I'm far from a dummy. Like, no, I don't have HIV, but I couldn't run. I couldn't. Right. So right then and there, all I really wanted was my kids, so I had to snap into reality and, like, well, I got to get together because I want them. my babies. But not only that, I'm creating a life within. Right. Now, so then it went from that to thinking, damn, I'm finna sit here and give birth to a baby that's HIV positive. I'm finna, take, I'm finna create a life and also strip his life at the same time. Damn. And and that's because I didn't have as much education that I right. have now about it. But I'm that's what I'm thinking. Like so, mo- in the moment, in the like, moment, you, you I'm right finna I'm finna it. give birth and strip away life all at the same time with this baby because of what somebody else did to me. Like so, I had to get it together. So again, my kid's father wouldn't answer the phone after I left that doctor's appointment. He went ghost. He he went MIA. So everybody somehow his nieces then was out of, um, in town from out of town at the house, doing a little kickback, not knowing that me or his sister was gone for whatever, our reason. Right. So when we got back, it's a house full of people, whatever, but I'm boo-hoo and crying, but we had to stop at the liquor store. Like, we, we, I got, I got to, uh, <laughs> I got to have drink. something to help Like, some edge. guy, we got to do something. I, it's, I need to get fucked up. I'm sorry. But, so. W- what did you get from the store? I don't even remember, and I don't even think it even mattered. Like, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was wet, it was alcohol, right. and you get could get it down. Right. Well, look, let's let's do this real quick. I don't want us to get too too far off into the story and get too too serious till we have a little fun. And normally we have to kind of warm the guests up. Correct, but you already ready. <laughs> you already ready. You, you know warm yes. it up. She came out the gate. Raw and uncut. Um, That's life. Yes. Life ain't warm enough nothing for you. So That's I'm sorry. True. Didn't right. I tell you? I don't, I can't. I'm going to give it to I you how it life too. will give it to you. Exactly. Yes. So what we're going to do, we're going we to have a little fun. Then we're going right back okay. into the stories. Oh, wow. and, and listeners, before we do that, she made a great point about as she was sitting there with that news, digesting that news that she was now HIV positive. Her first thought went to the fact that I'm going to introduce a life into the world yeah. that is HIV positive, which is not true. We're trying to help drive a little clarity in this space for us. So we're going to jump into our wild black shit. And wild black shit has become like the most popular segment portion that... 
and privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Okay. We do here. Okay. So yeah. we gotta give it to the list. Okay. Okay. They wouldn't be happy if we didn't, we didn't do wild black shit. My mom calls me to talk about wild black shit. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. You know what, man? My dad called me a couple days ago. He's like, man, that weird, that wild black shit. I was like, oh, you cussing now? He's like, yeah. That's what we doing, Pops. Yeah. Okay, well, y'all got to let me know what y'all mom and daddy say with this wild black shit then. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I, I already know. Like, my mom is going to love this one because just, just so the listeners understand, questions one and two, my mom has said to me upon many occasions. Okay. So. Yep. Let's jump into this. Let's do it. Are right, you want to run through it? Let's go. Let's go. So, so wild black shit. First question. Question one. <laughs> In order to get McDonald's from your parents when you was a when you was a kid, a little shorty, kind of growing up, what must you have? So, if you wanted to get something from McDonald's, what must you have that your mom or dad told you? Particularly, it's gonna be your mom. She's gonna say this. Right. To you. I'm gonna break down contextually. You in the car? Riding down the street, you see the McDonald's, and you say, Mama, I want some McDonald's. What, what's her response to you? You got some McDonald's money? Damn, that's Absolutely. it. Boom. Do you Boom. got some McDonald's Official. money? You got some McDonald's money? Right. You got a McDonald's job? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That was great. They ain't never said about Taco Bell. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Burger McDonald's. King. Bur- Burger King, you might get, a, right. get some Burger King money, but it, you Taco Bell, right. Mm-mm. It nope. don't fit, right? Right. Do you have some McDonald's, McDonald's money? And my- it's almost like that shit flows. Like, it's, you're supposed to say it like that. McDonald's needs to drop a commercial on that one. Right. Oh. McDonald's, that's a true African-American insight if you Wild listen. black shit. You, 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 you won't get no marketing like that uh, ever again. We, we gave that to them free. McDonald's, y'all better capitalize on the college. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> this All second right. one, this was my mom's favorite. Here we go. Makes mm. me squirm and want to cry now. Look, the way he just looked at me, I'm like, mm. what? During black... You'd have probably said this one. Oh, yeah, this this <laughs> one, this one, this one a good one, too. During a black mama whooping moment, what famous line can mom most likely be quoted saying? Oh, it's so many, but this is hurting me more than it's hurting you. That's a good one. <laughs> ooh, that's a damn ooh. good one. That's a, that's coming from the heart, <laughs> right? There. That's a that's a oh, I'm beating you with everything I got because I love you. <laughs> yes. Right, what else you got? Because that's a that's a that's I'm, a good I'm one. I'm saying so many of them. Uh... My mom's favorite was this. She's like, "Didn't I tell, tell you?" you? And, wait, and then she each got one of them a lick. Every word, right? With your well, narrow what did I tell black your ass behind. about? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Hey, right. that's black mama one, <laughs> oh, one, two, and three. Right. Go get a switch. 
That's some grandmama shit there. And then yeah. before they Tear hit you, that's ass. when uh, this finna hurt me more, this finna hurt right. you. Mm-hmm. No one they lying. <laughs> right. Right. This ain't well, hold on. Me. I used to hate. So if you tell me the truth, just if you be honest with me. Okay, you really have to sit there and contemplate like, am I should I really tell the truth? Tell the truth, you still get your ass whooped. So then it's a lose-lose situation. So either if you lie, you still get your ass whooped. If you don't, you still get your ass whooped. But they just want you to be honest. Uh, you catch on pretty soon. And you better stop crying. But you steady Hold tearing on. my ass up. Right. How you gonna no, stop crying and it hurt? You better stop <laughs> Hold on. Well, I try to be tough, Tony, and I wouldn't cry. Oh, bitch, you think you tough? You ain't tough. You, you gonna you, you cry. Ain't crying? Right. Oh, you finna I'm cry. I'm finna break you. Right. right. Oh, you, oh right. this don't hurt? As a kid, hey. <laughs> Black children can't win, no matter what. <laughs> and parents know that. I now know that as a parent. I don't know if kids get that kind of love, though. They don't know. No, 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 no. They quit the police. Now, oh, if the kids, too, oh, I'll tell you, hit me. And I'm, But I'm the type of mama, and I tell my kids to tell you now, I don't care where we at in public, show your ass in public and watch me whoop your ass in public, and I don't care who around. Amen. I'm your mother, and if an officer, anybody say anything, y'all think y'all finna discipline my kids by blocking them up and, you know, caging them? No, let me discipline my child and y'all say, won't say even Say that one more time. Dis- you show your ass in public? I'm gonna whoop your ass in public. Hey, bro, that might, that might have to be a dope quote we release. <laughs> that will be one that we release, bro. Because <laughs> that's real shit there. I love that. That's real. I love that. All right, now, now this is our pivotal wild black shit question. Yeah, yeah. What do you love most about life while black? I, I'm, we elite. What, that's what people fail to realize. We're the elite race. We are the true original kings and queens. There ain't nothing that we can't conquer. There ain't nothing that another race don't sit there and try to copy and take from us. And they can't do it like we do it, period. And she is not reading. That's off the top of her head. Top of the dome. I love it. I love it. Oh, that's another one. We we gotta we gotta we, we gotta capture those. Yes, we do yes, need to pull like beautiful. a little a little joint together with all yes. those sayings that we've gotten from mm-hmm. all these episodes. Yep. Ooh, yeah. There's some good ones. Out oh yeah, there. that's a beautiful one. That's mm. what I'm talking about. I mean, but that's just really what it is. I just made a status not too long ago and telling my black people if they and I put it like this. It was a little picture I seen. Us as black people not knowing how elite we are, that we are the originals. Mm -hmm. We have gotten to the point where we're all bent over backwards. And other races, predominantly white, has a board game on our back. But if we all stand up, it's game over for them. You got them lioness, don't you? You got, you zipping them joints. (laughs) I I know why your social media be popping. (laughs) popping. You hear that? Killing them with them. That's like. It's the truth, though. That's real. We all come stand up. Game over for them. Because we... They want us. They want to be like they us built so bad. The game and, on I our mean, back it, get, it, get deep. it can get oh. deep. It can get deep with life if you really want to sit here again. For me, being from Milwaukee, which ain't too far from Chicago, and I go to Chicago to kick it, whatever. But right. our black people is getting popped up and found in alleys dead with organs missing because these billionaires want our body parts and our organs because again, with us being elite, mm-hmm. they want to have the best of the best so they can sit here and live as long as possible. Mm-hmm. They can't have it on their own. They need us. That's real talk, man. All right, cool. Mm. All so, right. on Wild Black, we always have a literary piece. As we've told you so far in season two, we are altering that name. We finally figured out what the hell we're really going to call this section. Yep. So, we're about to hit you with a dope quote. Dope quotes. You yes. already know. It's the basis for the whole episode. Everything flows from the quote when we talk about it. And as soon as I hit you with it, you'll understand how it impacts today. So, 
The quote is from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It says, we must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. I'm going to read it one more time for the people in the back. We must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. Nunu, what does that quote mean to you? Expect to be let down. Expect mistakes. Expect disappointment. Mm-hmm. But don't ever lose your drive or your will or your ambition yeah. to sit here and go for whatever it is that you're trying to get. 100. 100. All right, bro, what's your, what's your take on that? Man, I'm I'm in this I'm in this real cool mood. I, I, I disappointment or adversity to 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 life is is you know disappointment in things that happen or things that you want to acquire or that you're trying to do, and they don't quite materialize. Or, or the the direction or the the, the journey change for you is kind of how I look at disappointment. But the hope and the promise that you're gonna get to where you are looking to get to as a destination. You can never lose that because the journey is more important than the destination. And what you go through prepares you to where you're going to end up. Yeah. So uh, Dr. King was was brilliant. He always had a, a masterful way of putting things together. I had never heard this one before. That's a, that, yeah. that, that, that was a new one for me, too, when I, when I was reading And so it. even for how, what you, how you just broke it down, what I just end up getting from that, and see, not everybody believes in the same God that I serve. True. But so me, my belief... It's not to be leaning on man understanding, but on his. And so in order to sit here and go what you're hoping for, you got to understand you really have to walk by faith and not by sight. You cannot sit here and let the physical or the worldly things that you are able to physically see or even touch or feel distract you or deteriorate you from knowing that there is something greater ahead, even if you don't see I'm about What's to start right humming there? Negro spirituals in this joint. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When I think about that, and and just just giving it a little bit of thought now, there are a couple words that stand out to me. Um, he uses the word must. We must accept finite disappointment. Must to me tells you there's no option. There's no choice. It's ain't coming. No way, ain't no it's way coming. around. It is coming. So prepare yourself for what is unavoidable. But then when he gets to the other side, but never lose infinite hope. That's the choice part, right? You're going to have disappointment, but you have to choose that through that disappointment, you maintain that hope, that expectation that tomorrow is happening and tomorrow will be better. And it goes back to your word. It's it's faith. Right. It it, it is faith. It, It is understanding that faith and fear are not bedfellows. They do not coexist. So I just put up a post. What fear is, fear ain't nothing but false evidence appearing real. Mm-hmm. 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 And that's what disappointment could actually look like. That's right. Again, that you leaning on man, you leaning on man understanding. We are not, I believe we are spiritual beings in a human experience, not a human ex- being in spiritual experiences. I like that. So we're going to move into our civil right and our civil wrong. And listeners, I want you to bear with me a little bit because today's is going to be a little more reading than we normally do. But I think it's important that before we move into the interview portion of today's episode, we ground you in some statistics and facts about HIV. In 2016, African-Americans accounted for 44 percent or 17,528 of all new HIV diagnosis. That was just in the year 2016. 
And these are the most recent numbers that I could get my hands on through the CDC right, right now because right. of how they report. Um, now, again, 44% of all new diagnoses is in the year of 2016, even though we're only 12% of the population. That breaks down with roughly 13,000 men and 4,500 women. This stat surprised me. In addition, there are approximately 500,000 African Americans living with HIV in 2016. And of that 500,000, one in six had no idea. So let me just let you know that that has went up. We are in the millions, and it's one in seven. Wow. Mm. That's rough. And even hearing it went up, it it, is so scary because I'm going to lay out this next stat. In the UK, today, their most current numbers, there are 102,000 people in total with HIV. That is not just black. That is their entire population. There's a huge disparity. You want to know why? Why is that? For one, UK, they teach us the anatomy of the body and Mm. sex period to their children in the fourth grade. So they are informed and educated. At the fourth grade. And so when you sit here and implement it at a younger age and really sit here and let them know, because then I just had this debate last night, somebody, about how I raised my kids. Again, right. me being blunt and straightforward. Right. If you, okay, your child, my I have a daughter. I have three boys and one girl. Right. But so like for my daughter or my son, I need you to know that that's your penis. Right. I need yeah. you to know that's right. your vagina. Right. And I'm going to say that because if you go to court, something happened, you get touched on, and your kid goes to testify or whatever, and, or even make a statement and they say, oh, my pee-pee or my, my cake-cake or whatever, that is not going to stand up in court because that's really not an actual term for what they're talking about. So they need to be able to truly be able to specifically identify their body right. part and let you know what was touched or what, where, and right. tell you exactly that body part. A great point. Here in America, it seems as for we, women we, within our homes, we are right. scared to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, people, oh, I'm not finning until they're ready. How you know when is when is when I don't want to introduce ready? the idea to Why? them and make but them do it. Come the on, world is going to introduce it to them no matter when, how, or And what. well before you know it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. One other point, I, I don't remember if it was on this show or if I heard it someplace, but someone made the point that Another positive thing that comes from talking to your children about sex and using the real words is that in that case where someone does touch his penis, when he says, hey, don't touch my penis, the, the first thought that comes to mind is someone is having a conversation with this child so they, about they, what's they, right, right and wrong. Let me get away from you. Exactly. Yep. And so with the UK, they, they, they do things a lot earlier and they, right. don't, uh, they don't sugarcoat it. They, you know... Get it out there, and right. that's a, it's a, we should be following them because they're right. closer to the 2020, 20, um, the 90, 90, 90, which is the ultimate goal worldwide right. for 90% of people who are HIV positive to be in knowing, 90% in care, and 90% undetectable. Are you reading my damn notes? No, I just know this. Oh, you own it. So to that point, <laughs> to that point, let me, let me hit you with this. Right now, or at least by 2016 numbers, of that 500,000 that is now, you said, roughly a million, right? That's over a million now. 59% received some HIV care. 46 were retained in care. And 43% were virally suppressed, which means... Undetectable. That's right. Use of antiretroviral therapy, ART, reduces their viral load 
to a report to a percentage that is undetectable in the bloodstream. I've seen argument between is it less than five percent or is it actually zero, but it is low. You said one word. I, I want you to talk about a little bit. What does retained in care mean? So to be in care, because when it comes to this virus, baby, mentally, physically, emotionally, you're getting fucked up. And so At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Oh, you need to not only, I mean, for you to adequately sit here and take your medicine and do it, take them how you're supposed to, you also need to be getting your mental check. You need to, you know, be making sure that you're mentally is accepting of what is going on within you and right. what is required of you in order for you to sit here and live a predominantly normal life or healthy life. Right. Um, you also need to know that there's some physical things you're going to have to change about your health in order for you to rebuild your immune system right. so you can sit here and have a undetectable viral load. Mm-hmm. So that's what that is. But it's just really, again, knowing what's going on with you completely all the way around mentally, physically, and emotionally. Cool, cool. So I'm going to read this one this one small paragraph, and then we're going to jump into a conversation around the civil rights right, of the Real quick, just I, and, yeah, I, and if they're listening, shout out to Empire because right exactly. now they just came back on with their new season, and already Jamal has been letting people know about undetectable equals untransmittable. So shout out to Empire. Absolutely. All right, this comes from a doctor who specializes in HIV treatment, and I took it from HIV Plus magazine. Do I have to disclose? There are a number of reasons to tell your sexual partner that you have HIV, and one is to protect them from acquiring the virus. But if you are using a condom or have an undetectable viral load or know your partner is on PrEP, it may seem irrelevant. And it may be irrelevant from a health perspective or maybe even an interpersonal one, but there's one way it may matter a great deal. And that has to do with the law. Numerous states have HIV disclosure laws, and in some of them, it doesn't even matter if your partner becomes positive or not. Know the laws in your states and protect yourself. So, hearing that, we've talked about an undetectable load. We've talked about being virally suppressed. We've talked about in care. And from all the reading that I did in our conversation earlier, what what I've learned is that when you are virally suppressed and that load is, is undetectable, if you choose to, you can have unprotected sex with your partner and not transmit the disease. Indeed. Right. So now to speak on knowing the laws, understand that the laws are changing. Right. They are trying to implement, well, I, I want to say it's California. Don't quote me on that. Right. But I know for a fact it's one state that done took it from a felony to a misdemeanor. And the reason being they want you to start really be accountable for yourself. You got to right. understand you are responsible for you. So it takes two. 
right. the end of the day. Right. So I can't completely sit here and say my whole diagnosis is on my kid's father. No, because I right. willingly opened my legs and willingly right. had sex with him and willingly chose not to protect myself. Right. And whether it's HIV or something and else, whatever. you are taking that risk. Right. Yeah. You, are, right. You, you choose to. So you got to understand you are responsible for you. So, yes, they're trying to take that down. And there is a lot of people within this community that I believe why should they have to disclose if they're no longer no risk. Right. You don't have to disclose. It's not legally. You have to disclose if you catch syphilis or if you catch gonorrhea or if, you know what I'm saying, have herpes. You don't legally have to tell nobody right. that. So why is it just HIV? You legally have to tell. And if we're now with our new technology and medicine, mm -hmm. no longer a risk, why? Now, that's not saying I'm agree with that because honestly, me personally, mm -hmm. I don't give a damn what the law says. As a human being, you give a person a choice on right. what they want to choose and deal with in life, period. I swear, it's, it's Absolutely. like you just snuck in and read my damn notes. <laughs> because let me tell you, the civil <laughs> rights like wrong that. that's here what it is. is when we, we just, we like just have a discussion right. about, <laughs> we talk about what's right versus what's wrong. And I right. want to have that discussion because the reality is now with treatment and real self-care, you don't necessarily have to transmit the virus. You can have sex without a condom, without any protection, and both parties should be able to walk away fine. So my question then turns into... Ain't no should, they is. And I done I had a it. test dummy. And I ain't calling him a test dummy, really, but we... we <laughs> <laughs> he know who he is if he hear this. You're not a test dummy, but we got to that point where we stopped using condoms. And I, it was look, what I can, he I can edit that part out if you want. You want to <laughs> no, take the test? Okay. Uh, she she a hundred. She uh, hundred. Hey, but you know what? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because we, we read something in here that I, did, I, I we need to get a definition of what this is. All right, break it down. So in the, in the text, you said, but if you're using a condom or have an undetectable viral load and know your partner is on prep. What is prep? What Hi. is prep? We were getting into that, too. Good question, though. <laughs> prep, which is Travada. And mm -hmm. so, okay, if you even want to break Oh, shit, down. that's what that is? Yes. See, now, now prep, I, I knew I associated that with HIV. But what you said, Travada, right? Travada, which is the I've pill. heard that so many times and never made the connection. But no, so prep, prep standing for pre-exposure. Now, I have pro prophylaxis. Pro there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's what that stands I'm, for. I'm studied up on it now. And, and I know it. I just have a hard time saying it. But okay, so that's what that stands for. So prep is Travada. Right. And so prep is used for those who are... HIV negative as an extra measure not to get the virus. So it right. helps prevent transmission. So what a people a lot of people are hearing about PrEP, but also not being informed about PEP. PEP? Mm, I don't know that one at all. My research has failed me. Look, okay. PEP. Well, you have a scholar here. <laughs> <laughs> you have a scholar. She is laying this education yes. out. PEP is basically... So like this, a plan B. Look at it that way. I try to oh, dumb things okay. down for people. I'm not saying y'all dummies, but just so you can No, no. no, 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 no. And we, most of the population is not, <laughs> i.e., that is why we, we are, are here. here. Hello. Yes. Okay, so it's, think of it as a birth control or plan B. So you, I didn't get so you, excited. You, you have sweating. a one-night stand, you fucked around, and you don't know. Or in a lot of instances, you get raped or you an incident happened, you was drugged, whatever, and you had sex. Go to the emergency room. They're giving you PEP, which is going, no to there is going to include Travada along with some other medication, which is to, you got to get it within 72 hours. Again, so it literally is like Plan B. Is exactly. So wow. you got up to 72 hours to hurry up and go get PEP. To, that if you did come in contact with the virus, it's going to eliminate it. It's going to kill it. So, and then that's why you got to think about it. If they wow. got that, and if they got a pill for if you ain't got it, 
take this pill, you ain't gonna get it. Come on now. We now, if you, again, undetectable, we are no risk. So one of the things I really push Mm. is people to understand, for one, let me clear this out. Quick asking us if you know that we positive if we sick. Somebody just did that to me the other day, and long and behold, he better be lucky I was feet away from him. But he was like, is you sick? I said, I just got over a common cold, if that's what you mean. But if you're sampling, if I'm sick because of my status, no, hell no, quit saying that because you're going to catch the right one and they're going to catch you right in your mouth. So understand, too, HIV is completely different from AIDS. Stop asking, oh, you got AIDS. AIDS is the 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 syndrome the hiv is the virus you automatically people oh well like they say easy e got you know injected with aids you can never start off with aids i don't Dude, care who you are mind. how the hell is she doing this like you answered <laughs> all the you know what fuck it listen we are going into the interview section we, right. we, we are we've like, already entered it we've already entered it we just y'all just didn't hear any questions from it <laughs> So, okay, well, and it's just because it's something that people really, it's a pet peeve of mine. And we can tell you passionate and informed. That's a beautiful thing. It's a pet, and, and it's, people just really need to know, like, please open your eyes and, and realize, because like I tell people all the time, I don't give a damn who you are. Sure. I don't care who you are. It's going to be rare that you don't encounter someone that has something. Amen. And, and Every and, day. Every day. Like, honestly, again, if I wouldn't have told y'all and see another reason why I do what I do, because when people see me that don't know, I have big breasts, I have a big booty, I got the hips, I got that figure. So, again, people associate HIV or whatever to being sick and that you're supposed to be skinny, look like you're dying. That's because all the movies are showing us. Do I? Again, if I didn't tell you, you would have no damn No idea. No idea. True. I ain't losing no weight. I ain't losing no hair. I'm gaining weight. I wish I was losing some weight. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You can't tell. So, again, too, stop associating or asking, oh, so you got AIDS. Hell no, I ain't got AIDS. Know that you can never, it can never start off with AIDS. So how people say, oh, well, Easy e was injected with AIDS. No, it always has to start out with HIV and then manifest into AIDS. I, I read that because, because, of the, because of the treatment and the care now and the fact that HIV is, is so controlled, that doctors and medical providers are trying to push the word AIDS away and out. Because and, people and are not really about even HIV getting AIDS diagnosis anymore. Right, anymore. Exactly. We're not getting And again, because a, a, a lot of people don't think, like like I said with the easy situation, that, oh, I'm going to, if you if your blood do positive, I'm going to catch AIDS. You're not going to catch AIDS. Even us, and a lot of people don't even know, too, that you can get an AIDS, a AIDS diagnosis and revert it to HIV and become undetectable. Right. You catch it soon enough and early enough. You can get it and get to the HIV status and compress that viral load. Right. So you no longer will have an AIDS diagnosis. You're HIV positive with an undetectable viral load. And I, want, I just want to make sure that we point out one thing. Wow. What, what we're talking about now with the virally suppressed load and all that, keep in mind, that's with care. Treatment. There, it, are, there are people so who... I was going to get into that. Now, well, let you me go ahead and that. do your thing. Go ahead. Let me... <laughs> so again, okay, so now that you understand that you'll, you'll never catch AIDS off bat... It's HIV, and so when you get HIV, you don't even need us in here. You just rock this thing out. <laughs> hey, I'm 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 right. I'm straight. I need to just pull out a notepad because I'm ready. This is good Stop education. Stop it. So okay, so with HIV, and in order to get like you know undetectable, I say undetectable because one of the biggest campaigns out here. Shout out to Bruce Richmond, who is the founder of You Equals You, which is undetectable equals untransmittable. That's the hat. I got it on. You see it. Yeah, I rock yeah. you equals Bruce. You. She rocking you. 
all the time, every day. He know that. But, um, so... Bruce, share this podcast. Go ahead. Oh, trust me. It's finna get shared again. You already know that. I know. You got me. <laughs> you knew that? You knew that? <laughs> so, um... So what I was saying, okay, so to even really be even considered undetectable, you have to be on treatment and you have to be undetectable for six months or longer. So it ain't, oh, you, you know, just got diagnosed or whatever, or now you're undetectable. So now you can say, well, yeah, I'm you equals you. I'm undetectable. I'm untransmittable. No, we need you to be undetectable for six, for six months and longer to be even really considered undetectable, untransmittable. And in order for you to do that, you need to be taking your medicine every day. You need to be taking it every time. If you miss a dose, it's okay. But make sure that you take that next dose. Don't ever sit there and try to take two doses because you missed a dose. You will right. fuck yourself up. Don't do it. What what is it? What will it do to you? Doctors can't sit here and specifically say what it do, but you got to understand that these this medication is so potent for it to get uh, to a point to where gotcha. we can sit here and have condomless sex. So it's so potent, you don't need to be doubling up on your doses. Gotcha. And then again, if you miss too many doses. You're, you're right. going to lose the regimen that you're currently on. Meaning so, okay, like I take two. I take um, Discove and uh, Tivacay. And so that was just... You're just taking two pills a I'm day I'm taking now. two pills a day, which, yes, now is really down to one pill a day. And now they're really testing out and finna bring out that shot for... I read about that. Yes, the shot's coming out too. So, but the way I transitioned, because, because I was pregnant, I had about four to five pills I was taking. And that was because my doctors was trying to hurry up and get me the undetectable to determine what type of birth I was going to give. And you see, uh-huh. and a lot of physicians and even OBGYN, when I was just in Orlando at the National Conference in September, I had so many OBGYNs come to me because I posted up my actual video of me giving birth. By the way, Nunu is a motivational speaker in this space too. <laughs> just plug you right quick. You, okay, thank you. You handling this thing. Let's make sure you get that right, shot. I'm getting motivated. <laughs> so I had a lot of, because I posted the video, a raw video of me giving birth of my last baby who I was diagnosed with HIV with, which I, completely natural, no pain meds, no none of that, straight vaginal birth. You said and no no pain meds? No, and I, because I, I, at first a, I was trying to, I was I've trying to be, I was trying to be a I big dog. I pain medication while my wife gave yes, birth. Sir, <laughs> I was trying to be a big dog. I said it with my other kids too, I ain't going to take no epidural, I'm going to do this. And listen, they came, they came, epidural came. But even with this last one, I was trying to be, Tough Tony. And when I sat there and asked for the epidural, they said, oh, it's too late. He coming. So I had no choice, really, to go. I've been like, yo, can can you give it to me? (laughs) (laughs) So, and when I did that, so many OBGYNs came up to me. It was like, how were you able to actually birth out your baby through your canal? They was telling me in their clinics and their physician is that if you're positive, automatically that's a C-section. Bullshit. If you're undetectable during pregnancy... You're untransmittable. And I just proved visually, gave y'all a visual. I just gave birth. No pain, miss. You seen the blood. You seen his head popping out and everything. This is who I got diagnosed with. And my son is HIV negative. And that is, again, because I became undetectable way before it was time for me to give birth. So that goes back to when I first find out, I'm thinking I'm automatically finna give birth to an HIV positive child because I'm positive. Not true. Again, understand that when you're pregnant, when you have a baby or whatever, that baby is in its own protective sack. That baby is has a barrier to protect themselves. So if anything, they're pulling all the good from out the mother so they can develop correctly. So mother and child transmission normally happens during birth when blood contact. But if you're undetectable, there's no blood, 
None of that. There's nothing only, in the blood to transmit. Exactly. There's nothing to con- so my only thing that I've been questioning, and if that's the case, why the hell couldn't I breastfeed? So there's still not enough research to sit here and implement that uh, why they're not including breastfeeding in that. But in Africa and other countries, they have, I guess, proven to themselves, because I don't know, us U.S., we ain't on that board yet. But they have proven... That if you're undetectable and you give a vaginal birth, you're you can also breastfeed. So just at the national conference, oh, it was a, it's a, all a money game here. It, it, that's and, and that's if you want to be all raw and cut. Yeah. The U.S. get money off of us being sick. They get right. money off of the pharmaceuticals. That's their money. So they're not there's no money, money and no cure. There's no money enough being healthy. That's that will fuck up everything that they got that's going right. in their whole potluck. No. So, but when that African lady came to that conference and I'm seeing she breastfeed, I did feel some type of way. Why the hell couldn't I breastfeed my baby? Like, I, that's that's something, a connection to a mother and child that any man or what or anybody, unless your mother would really understand that connection right. when you're breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. But also, be honest, from my hood female, we know that's what helped the stomach and stuff go down. That snapback. <laughs> I, I want that snapback. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't get my snapback. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but, okay, so... <laughs> I need. I wanted a lot of OBGYNs to understand that, again, when you're undetectable, you're untransmittable. You get that way when you get on treatment. You take your medicine like you're supposed to. And so, like I said, with my two pills a day, I take them every day at the same time. I'm not missing no doses. And again, my thing was that if you miss doses too many times, you're going to mess up your regimen. You're going to sit here and make yourself... When you mess up one regimen you basically kind of messing up the rest of the reg- all the other pills in the charging. Does, does it take that whole six-month period to build back up after that? What do you mean? So, like, if, if you mess up your regimen and you haven't taken your medicine right, you said earlier it took about six months of taking the medicine to make sure that you're in a virally suppressed state. Right. So after you after you mess up the regimen, do you have to do? Does that six months start over? No. When you okay. mess up that regimen and you actually become re- resistant, you make yourself resistant uh-huh. to your regimen. You are. Done. You're permanent. You're re- you're resistant to that medication as well as a long chain of the other ones. One pillar. It, you're, oh, you basically you revert yourself to go back to the '80s and taking a cocktail. Stop. Okay. So oh, hold on. Wow. Let, me, let me get this. So, okay. So you're you're virally suppressed. You're taking one, maybe two pills a day. Right. If you fuck that up, it's over. Over. You are back to the cocktail of eight, ten pills. Right, and now, now that's not necessarily to say because I'm, I'm be honest with you, be all the way one hundred. Of course, when you get the virus, you gonna try to sit there and find your own little cures because you hear the black sea, you hear Doctor Sebi, you hear all that. Right. At one point, I, I did stop my medicine as well, and I stopped taking it for two months. And y'all getting exclusive on that? I ain't told nobody. Okay, exclusive, baby. <laughs> Why black stopped. exclusive? <laughs> I stopped for two months. And I did the black seed oil. I did the the apple cider vinegar. I did the the other, you know, it was some other natural stuff that if you take it for a certain period of time, it's supposed to be able to flush out that. Right. I did that just to see, too. Maybe it could cure me. I, I just want to say, I know, I just want to inject some humor. Like, um, apple cider vinegar. Oh, no, it does help with weight loss. It I'm just saying, that must be God's gift. That must and be manna. That must be God's because, tears like, in a bottle. Grandma give it to you for a cold. We taking it to lose weight. And you put it in your bath water. water. It's, put, it's, hold on, put it in your bath water for the women, and that's another snapback. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm just being honest. The vaginal rejuvenation <laughs> surgery not needed. Not needed. Right. Not required. Right. You got something right here for nine ninety nine. <laughs> 
in your local Walmart. Right. <laughs> and you in Walmart, family dollar, dollar tree. Right. It's everywhere. Walmart, but, we do not give you rights to use. <laughs> at all. At all. All right, go ahead. What's up? What's so, up? You wrote no, cool. So, again... I tried. I tried to see. And when I did that, I fucked myself up. I, I became, I no longer was undetectable. My viral low immediately shot up to over, I want to say it was over 2,000 copies. I got my records. So I can go back and read So for people listening and for us, you talked about where your viral low went to. What, like what? So oh, okay. undetectable basically is, and I use it and it's different measures, but basically when there's less than, okay, let me give y'all the dumb version. Okay, You please, think of HIV as a ball. And so when I first got diagnosed, I had over 200-something thousand balls flowing in my bloodstream of the virus. So when you come suppressed or undetectable, you have less than two to five balls every milliliter. Wow. So you had how many at first? 200-something thousand. I so want to say 290-something thousand. Damn. Right. Like when you break it down like that, there's a And you can get difference. down to two? I'm like two to, two to five every little milliliter of blood. Yes. So that's why you're untransmitted. It's not enough copies to transmit. So in order to, again, when you get to that undetectable viral load and get, you have though that less many copies within, I mean, again, like I said, it really eliminates. So when you take some medicine, you come resistant to your current regimen, uh, when I did it, Again, I, I was no longer undetectable. I had 2,000. I think I jumped up to 2,000 copies. And then also knocked my CD4 down. Now, your CD4 is your T cells, which is basically the cells that help fight off infections. We all have them. Right. So we monitor those, too, because we need to know what our T cell level is to know we get sick, how much really help we have to fight off whatever infection we mm -hmm. encounter. So my T cells dropped. And my viral load went up. And so, and, and when you want to become undetectable, when you want to have a healthy, you want your CD4 to go up and your viral load to go down. So, mine did the opposite when I did stop my medicine. And thank God, I was so happy because my only fear once that happened was that I was going to be resistant to my current regimen. And again, if I became resistant, cocktail. I'm to a cold cocktail. I, ain't, I don't even like taking the two pills. I don't like taking pills, period. I don't give a damn what it's for. I'm a naturalist. If I can sit here and heal some pain by hitting my pressure points or whatever or with my herbal medicine, then that's what I'm going to do. So <laughs> I was scared. And luckily, by the grace of God, I didn't become resistant to my medicine. So I was able to jump back onto my regimen. So that's not necessarily saying to... Anytime you stop, you're automatically finna come resistant. But there's a great possibility. So right. you don't want to go down that route, though, because again... Don't even take the chance. I, I wouldn't even say that because in this community, you're going to have... They're going to let you know. You're going to try to find your own cure. Don't nobody want to live with this shit at the end right. of the day. Don't gotcha. nobody want to live with it. You're going to try to find that. Because honestly, me personally, I believe it's a man-made virus. It's a man-made disease. Mm -hmm. It can get cured, period. Right. I don't care what nobody say. Now, I'm that's my you. opinion. Don't quote me on it. <laughs> I right, well, look. I, I want to do this. Yes. Like, like real talk. You've probably answered like every question like, on the joint. <laughs> so let, let's do this. We've I talked. We talked. First, we had a, a guest do that. That's, Yo, that was, that's, that's, that's impressive. Um, that lets you know we got the right one. Hello, dude. Indeed. So check it out. We we've talked a, a lot about the virus and how it's impacted you and how the, the attitude you have behind. We've talked the stats. We've talked the treatment. But one other thing that's really unique about you is what you've done with your life since your diagnosis. Right. 
So I, I think that would be a point of inspiration for a lot of people who might be diagnosed today or who wake up tomorrow and get that same news that you got a year ago. So let's start talking a little bit about what you're doing in and the even community how I get now. there. So, yeah, yeah. see, not everybody's going to have kids. My, my, my strive is my children. So, and, and a support team is very huge when it comes to be able to even, again, mentally accept what's going on within your body right. and wanting to have a better life. It's all a choice. So, if you want to live a normal life, a normal, healthy life, you have to want it. You have to strive for that. So, you got to have that support. I was grateful enough, even without... I had my my kid's father family still behind me, whatever. And, and my ultimatum to him, again, when when after he went MIA, was if his ass, since I couldn't bury him and or kill him and myself and bury mm-hmm. us, it was going to be till death do us part. Like, you have no choice but to suffer with me, and you better be at my first appointment. And he was at my first appointment. He ain't dead. We, I'm here, right? So, <laughs> um, <laughs> she take his ass out. Right. He, he, right. Support. You're going to support. So you need, you got to have it again because it's going to mess you up mentally. And, mm-hmm. and you still are going to go through waves throughout it. I still do. Don't ever because I right. just went through it last night. Maybe that's why I done did a whole nother 24-hour hiatus. But it messes you up mentally. So my drive was my children. Of course, I don't want to live with this. I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. But my kids don't have it. They're healthy. And they didn't ask to be brought in this world, and it's my responsibility to raise them. So just as well as their father, that's another reason why he got to suffer with me, because you won't help me raise these goddamn kids I just had. Right. So. <laughs> Amen to that. Get your all ass these kids, they all yours. Like work. I felt like this. Look, and it's just be honest, because it's in. The, this is how my my community see it. I'm a whole female with HIV with four kids. How many niggas you know really finna sit there and try to wife that, though? Not right. saying that it's not, not possible, but I got four kids. Because they, it's, and it's HIV. misinformation. They just and don't know, right. Don't, some people are choosing to be ignorant. Right. Yeah. So, they, again, if you get that new diagnosis, you got to have the will to want to live. You got to know or understand it's not a death sentence. You got to sit there and want to have to educate yourself. Because once you do that again, all my fears that I had once I got the proper education and knowledge, they're gone. Because then I end up seeing HIV ain't stop shit for Nunu. I'm still Nunu. You ain't know. So, you understand? So, and then again, that's where... Magic Johnson's no longer the anomaly. (laughs) Right. We got Nunu, too. Right. Mm -hmm. So, again, even for how I came out, I came out, again, from lying at one point to certain people. And I just wanted, because of who I am and how I am, like, look. I didn't have nobody I could just, one person I can call and be like, hey, look, this is what I'm going through to where they can even really empathize because you ain't never going to, don't, don't, and that's another thing, don't tell nobody you understand if they telling you some information like this or telling you, you will never understand unless you walk in my shoes. You may empathize, but you don't understand. I didn't have nobody, so I just had to let it, I had to get it off somehow. I needed to get it out for people to know, like, you know what, hell yeah, I got HIV. Either you accept me or you don't. Bottom line. So when it got to that point after my baby daddy still was cheating and I found the condom or whatever, I said, fuck it. Let me go on Facebook Live. I don't know nobody specifically. It was It's basically a live journal for me. It's, mm-hmm. it's so where I don't have to write. I can just use my mouth. Tell them how to find that first video. Tell them the name of it real quick. It's under 
well, it'll be easier to go to my organization page, which is Living Your Truth on Facebook. Right. And it's pinned at the top. So that's where you can see it. Or you can go on YouTube or you can just type in and Google Nona Nunu Thomas or Milwaukee Woman Exposes Her Baby Daddy for Giving Her HIV. And well, it's folks, popping go, up. Go to, the, go to the Facebook page, support the organization. <laughs> go, right, go if you there. go just straight to my organization, it's the first video pinned on it and it's Live In Your Truth. Not living L-I-V-E, live in your truth. And that uh, implemented came from that video. I said, I'm fin to live in my truth. And my truth is, I'm HIV positive. So I'm going to live in my truth. I let y'all know what it is because, again, either you're going to fuck with me or you don't. And it's right. just as simple as that. And if not, I want to eliminate the fake love right now. Get the hell away from me. If you feel you're going to have to use bleach or you can't touch me, you can't. Right now, let me know what it is. So you can move the hell around. Because I don't, I ain't got time for it. I do not pussyfoot. I don't beat around the bush. I'm not sugarcoat. Don't do that to me. What, what was the reaction when you dropped that video? Who immediately, like millions. I mean, I got... I know, you can hear your phone going off during the video. Immediately. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, again, my mom, yeah, yeah, yeah. my mom, didn't nobody know what I was going to do. I didn't know what, I, what, what it was, okay? My close family that did know, they knew that I had this urge for some reason to just... Want to kind of let people know so people, again, eliminate their fake love a little bit. To also, uh, I knew the stigmas. Right. I know the stigmas. And I just wanted people to, like, look, yeah, hell yeah, I got it. So when I did that, my mom them didn't know. And so when I did it, somebody else sent it and called my mom and called my dad and called my sisters and everybody else. Like, do you see your daughter or and your did sister Did all of them online? know at the time? Your dad, your mom, everyone knew? They knew, knew. my status. They were but they didn't know ones. you were going public with it. Exactly. No, gotcha. but I didn't know I was going public with it right. until I found that condom. And then again, I just said, fuck Oh, it. you had just found the condom then? Just that had triggered it. fought that condom right within, I want to say maybe 10 or 15 minutes of doing that live. Like, oh, so you wow. still cheated, and I know you ain't disclosing, nigga, so you ain't going to tell these people, well, then I'm going to tell them, and I know I'm going to have to expose myself, so, yep, I'm going to live in my truth and let people know because you're, again, still not giving people the choice of who the hell they should choose or to deal with, sleep with, interact. I, I personally, even if you want to be a friend, I want you to know what I got, what I got going on, who I am, and if people randomly come up to me because of what I'm doing, you right. I want you to know so you don't feel off guard. Or if that's not the attention you want by being associated with me, I'm going to let you know right now. So you make that choice. So listen, just, just so you understand, wow. Nunu dope. was diagnosed with HIV, then was back with the same man mm -hmm. whom you had found out had already cheated. And then moments before you dropped this live video, you found... Another condom, meaning he was cheating. Not another, just the only time okay, I ever found, found a, a condom, condom with nut with semen oh, in it. Wow. Again, still not having the knowledge at the time that I have now. Immediately, what I thought my one and two year old at the time is completely poly trained, so they go in the bathroom on their own. I'm what it came to my mind. What if my babies would have picked this up and they had just got introduced to balloons? What if they would have picked this uh. up thinking this was a balloon and put it on their mouth? And I'm thinking they finna infect themselves. So that's what I'm thinking, not knowing. Wow. That again, when HIV Education hits oxygen, key. it's dead. So there's, right. if I cut myself right now, even though I'm undetectable, you wouldn't get it anyway. But just say I wasn't undetectable. I cut myself, blood hit the chair or whatever. It done hit oxygen. It's gone. Say Ain't that no one way. more time because there's somebody listening who didn't catch it or, or did not that. realize that. Say it one more when time. When HIV virus hits the air, when oxygen hits that virus, it is dead immediately. Yeah, yeah. So I, wow. I know we're talking about a serious topic, but we're having fun doing it too. Right. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I don't know if I told you this. The first time I watched that video, I'm I'm focused, I'm paying attention. 
and like I can I can I can feel your pain, right? I can it's it's obvious during the video what you're going through, right? And I I can't understand it all the way, but like you said, I empathize. Um, right. But what really got me was as a parent, the entire time you own that video, yo, you hit a kid's knock a mommy. My, it it cracked me. And I had so much backlash oh. with that. Now, I did have backlash with that and seeing what, what would kill me, and I had to, it, mostly Caucasian people. But we all know, and then when I eventually let them in the bathroom, they ain't want nothing. They wanted to play in the right, mirror right, and stand right. right next to me. I Absolutely. know if my kids really need something. Right. I know if something was wrong. They in their own house, in their own comfort zone, and what it is, mama's not in sight, so they just have to be under where mama at. Right now, mama needs some time. As you can see, I sat there, and literally, I think I smoked about that whole pack of cigarettes. You did. You did. But, like, that's what I thought, because I recognized that as a parent, you know what, like, I could hear, and I knew what that knock was. I knew the sound. Like, they they don't want their mama. Dude, it was, because what you see is she's having this real... You gotta go check moment it out. where like she is crying, she's angry. You like all your emotions are coming out, and it's serious as hell. And, and real but life is going on like the right around that. Mommy, mommy, mama, mama. Like I was waiting for them to say, "I want some chicken." Like I was waiting for anything <laughs> like that because like that's what my kids do. Like no. the moment you go to the bathroom, they right there, right? Slide no, notes under there. the door, just to be there, yeah. just to be looking in the toilet or what you're doing, or just, again, just like my kids you. did playing in the mirror. They didn't want nothing, and, and I knew that. And and like you said, and seeing that's as a parent, especially us mothers, a lot of there's more single mothers than single fathers. It's not. It's twenty four seven, and I, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, you have to be a mama. But so sometimes when things is so frustrating or there's so much going on, you gotta pull away. And like I end up having another video that went viral when I exposed the ugly truth of being a mother, a single mother. At mm-hmm. that, I left my kids in the house because they were sick. Two of them had the flu or uh, fevers and constant crying. I'm here by myself. I'm the only adult in the house. I don't have no other escape. Well, you know what? I'm shutting this door. Ain't nothing in this room for them to harm themselves. Shut this other door. I'm finna take my ass outside and go smoke a cigarette or go clean my car out or something. But that day, I had cut cigarettes out, all that. But it was to show you get, there's no, there, there's no stopping being a mother. So even like my first video, like you said, life is still going on. I still, no matter what me having those moments, I still, once that video ended, I still got to go be mommy. Yeah. Still got to go be mommy. Yeah, yeah. That's well, dope. look, we, we are getting near That's the dope. end of this thing. So I want to I wanna ask you a real quick question, right? You have, I know you still have bad days, right? Because... And that's not associated with HIV. That's life. Human. Yeah. Right? Everybody. Right now, it's very near to the 10th anniversary of my father's death. I have bad days. Right. Right? And I'll have bad days in seven months. Right. Right, right. right. It's just life. But you've taken that and you've turned it into living your truth. Live in your Your truth. truth. And also, I kind of basically want to implement and make everybody believe they have HIV. And right. I say, and I say, I want you to think that you have HIV or look at you having HIV with anything that you're dealing with with life. Because basically, I took the acronyms and changed it. I want people to look at HIV as a havoc you turn into a victory. Mm. Havoc into victory. Yeah. So we all have havocs. That's right. You all can, anybody can sit there and have some lemons and turn that shit into lemonade. Right. At the end of the day, no matter what it is. So. It's a choice. Period. That's if right. you yep. want it. 
like you said, don't lose that hope because if you have, if you want something, you strive no matter what obstacles is being thrown at you. I could have easily just gave up and and let this, you know, just dete- let dete- it win you, and, and and break me down. Like I said, in my havoc turned into into victory. My one year anniversary letter to what HIV meant to me. It may take me out one day. It may be the cause of what may take me out. But I already won the battle. I already won. And I win by not only just me, but everybody else that's fighting this fight too. And also just striving to let people know, we're just as as normal as people that don't have it. It's, It's no different really than diabetes. It's no different than lupus. And I say it's no different because it ain't nothing but an immune disease. Or right. virus. It's breaking our immune down. It's not making it's us treatable. come out with, we don't have, and one thing I say, I ain't gonna lie, I kind of would prefer having HIV over herpes. My my cake cake, my vagina don't bust out in no, no, no warts <laughs> or no, no, none of that. It don't hurt. It don't itch. None of that. Like, I don't bust out with nothing. Like, I don't have no type of little side effects like that. So I would kind of have rather have HIV than herpes. And again, and it's because... <laughs> herpes doesn't go away either. It don't. Right. But it does. you get sores. You get right. itchy. You got, you you get got hurt, all types of shit. All that. I don't have that. Only thing I need to make sure is that I got me some vitamin C's. I'm taking my vitamins. And I'm putting extra or doing extra measures to make sure my immune system is getting boosted. Period. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. So understand that HIV ain't no different than diabetes. It's no different than lupus. It's all immune deficiency disorder. Gotcha. Two quick questions Mm -hmm. to to close out with. What is the one misconception that you hear the most often about HIV that you wish would just go away? Damn, you you don't look like it. Wait, when did it have a look? When point. the hell did it have a look? HIV and and that was all that, even my like baby the... daddy, that was his excuse. Well, she didn't look or did it look? when the hell did it have a look? Everybody does not look, look like the Dallas Buyers education. Club. Right. Yeah, How can you look as hell? And so again, too, also the other one is, oh, so you got AIDS. Hell no. I have HIV. It's a difference. Yeah, another it's education. Right. Cool. All right. Last mm. question. And and after this question, I always love to turn it over to the guest. And I You've been hitting them all night and just tell them what's on your heart. Tell them how to find you. But before we get to that, what piece of advice do you have for the person who wakes up tomorrow and, and gets get the that. news that they have been diagnosed? I'm here. I am here. I'm here because when I got that diagnosis, there was no support groups in the city of Milwaukee. There was no actual, and I'm the type of person, I need to, I'm visual. I want to see, I need to hold, I need to touch. I need you to verbally tell me how the hell you did it. So I didn't have that. So I'm going to, I am that. So I'm here with welcoming arms and it's a whole community waiting for you too as well. And you really are because that's how I got to you. (laughs) I'm here. That's dope. All right, well, we're at the end. This has been a fucking amazing Amazing ass episode. episode. Yeah. Like, real talk. We didn't even have Have to to work. Yeah, we. we, (laughs) You been put your little laptop. I said it right here. I'm taking mental notes. I'm good. People, I hope everybody out here is is taking mental notes. Yo. Because it's our obligation and duty to educate people. Again, you are responsible for you. So be accountable for you. Mm-hmm. And so, Close us out. Tell them how to find you again. So I tell everybody that know me, if you with me, we lit. We lit daily. I'm lit daily and lit L-I-Y-T. Again, for the abbreviations of Live Living Your, your truth. truth. 
Yes. I'm lit daily, always will be. So you can either find me on again on Facebook under Nona Nunu Thomas or my organization, Living Your Truth. And then Nona Nunu Thomas is for all the other avenues, Snapchat, YouTube, Twitter. But I really ain't been on that since I just moved to Georgia. I'm right. kind of revamping. So everything is still kind of a little bit under the works, but all you got to do really is Google me, baby. Or drive down the streets <laughs> and then walk in and catch you on all them damn billboards. Right, billboards <laughs> and bus stops and buses, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to implement that in uh, in Atlanta as well as the other cities I need. I'm trying to get states to take over that campaign so right. you can see HIV has changed, but love hasn't. I love that. Beautiful. All right, brother, what you got for the people, man? Hey, it's a body of work right here <laughs> in education that we all as people need to really understand. So if you need to rewind to go back and listen to this podcast again, please do. I think it's an obligation for us and our people that we continuously educate each other on the things that affect our community and empower and motivate our community and help us be better, be stronger. And and like that quote said, it's a journey and, and it's going to be some disappointments on that journey, but we, we have to keep going. We got to keep moving and we got to be motivated to do it. So, uh, beautiful session. Ooh, beautiful session. <laughs> Yo, I, I, Thank you. I don't have much at all. All I would say is there is power in knowledge. And I hope that today you feel a bit more powerful about the topic of HIV because without question, knowledge was delivered to you today. Data, statistics, information, realities. Everything is not the Dallas Buyers Club. Everything is not the movie or play rent. HIV is no longer a death sentence. There are people living with HIV daily who are thriving with full lives, with blessings, with families, with relationships. That are also HIV negative. We are not secluded to HIV positive people. And also keep in mind, someone in your circle, someone you know, someone you love is fighting through this disease at some level. So whether they're still at the point where the mental struggle is daily or the mental struggle is monthly, you owe them support. Nunu talked about the importance of support and how she didn't have it initially. And look what she's done even through those odds and situations. So I am the support now. That's right. Find these people, Amen. support them, and find Nunu. <laughs> and educate. Right. Continue that. Always. Live educate. in your truth. Amen. Daily. Live in it. Peace, everybody.